Thanks for listening to the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Beth. And on today's episode, we have returning guest, my dad, Pastor Brian Butler of Cornerstone Church of Trafalgar, where we discuss the Revelation timeline. All right, Dad, thanks for being here. Yep, good to be here. All right, so uh, on this week's episode, I want it to be, uh, like I mentioned, it's kind of a Revelation timeline. But I guess to start off, we'll kind of give a whole history of everything timeline <laughs> in a in, in a nutshell. So okay. I guess, so we're all starting off on the same page here. We have creation, after creation, shortly thereafter, we have uh, the flood, yep. and then the flood. The fall, then the flood. Yeah, the fall, then the flood, then the Tower of Babel, then... Mm-hmm. The nation of Israel, which we talked about, uh, the Jews, who are the Jews episode, uh, the nation of Israel is called out. Then we have Christ's first coming, mm-hmm. where uh, he came and then uh, became our sacrifice. We have Then we have Christ's death, and then we have Pentecost, mm-hmm. and then the church age. And that's where we are now, as far as the timeline of where things are at Christianity-wise. Like we're in the church age. Yep, it's been since Pentecost. Yeah, so Christ died on the cross, rose again the third day, <laughs> ascended up into heaven. With the promise that uh, he would return, and uh, yeah, but we're to occupy till he comes, and must go and preach the gospel to every every creature. All right, so that's that's kind of, yeah, that's yeah. Um, so I want to on this episode kind of hone in on. I think everybody kind of strays away from the book of Revelation just because they think it's cryptic, um, but I think people at our church know that it's not cryptic. It's just very detailed yeah so i i kind of wanted this to be a chance for you and us to discuss about uh or to discuss about to discuss uh what revelation is all about as far mm-hmm. as i guess kind of clear up the clear up the, the murkiness here and yeah there's a lot of ways people take it and um uh, or try to interpret it it's all allegorical or it's all stories or it's all just things you can't it's spiritual or i'm a futurist i believe it's all well the portions that are future are future. Uh, Jesus clearly in chapter one tells them to outline it, the things which you've seen, the things which are, and the things that are going to be after, you know, so there's things that were coming uh, that John was telling about. And that's the bulk of revelation, you know, after uh, the church of Laodicea, those things are future. And, and instead of you know, being like a preterist who thinks those things have already happened, I believe that are things that are going to happen. <clears throat> so it's a, that's a brief outline of it. Real basic outline of it that is that's future. Okay. And so yeah. All right. So I guess the, the first question is what gets things started on being in times? Because I, I know with everything going on in the news, I think it's got a lot of people thinking. Or at least it should have a lot of people thinking like, "Hey, that's like, time's closer now than it's ever been." So mm-hmm. what is something that I, I know there's things as Christians with the rapture and everything, which I want to get into that we're going to miss. But what is the timeline? Like, what order does all this play out? Because there's a whole lot of stuff that has to happen. Yeah. What order does this play out? Yeah, where the rapture has nothing that has to precede it, but there are things when the end time clock starts again. I guess that goes back to Daniel 9. Daniel 9 is the gives a prophecy of everything, and there's a trigger point, and that trigger point for the end times, knowing that we are in the, to use you know Bible terminology, the seventh week of Daniel, or that last seven years, the seven-year tribulation, would be a confirming of a covenant. That some covenant would be confirmed with Israel, chances are by the Antichrist, because it says he shall confirm. Um, so Antichrist is a major player, but the trigger point that the the stopwatch starts when there's a, a covenant confirmed 
what is that? I don't know. I'm trying to be more clear in our speech. I think prophecy buffs for a long time have always said a peace treaty signed. It doesn't say that. It says a confirming of a covenant. So it almost sounds like something that's been out there uh, has, has reconfirmed or reestablished. Uh, I, I'm not sure what it is, but I know <laughs> we watch anything that goes on with Israel and them signing something agreeing with something with a close eye. That's for sure. Okay. I think to even back up a little bit further, we mentioned the rapture of the church. Uh, the word rapture is not in the Bible, right? Like not as far the English at least Bible, not, yeah. not in the English, but yeah. <laughs> the Latin Bible, I think. Yeah, uh, Harpazo, right? The calling yeah, up. Harpazo, yeah, the snatching away, Which, taken by force. Uh, the rapture of the church is mentioned in First Thessalonians four sixteen through 17, where it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we shall be alive and remain... Uh, I'm sorry, there, then... Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be called together with him in the in the clouds to meet the Lord in heaven, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where it's, that's that's the rapture. That's what we're talking about. That is yeah. all Christians that have died before, and all Christians that are, are currently alive are called up, taken yeah. to heaven. Dead in Christ first, then we get your life or changed. And that, we believe, is imminent. That's the, that's the we take the pre-tribulational rapture view, which means we believe that, Nothing is proceeding. This could happen any moment at any time that Christ could come back and take us. Well, there's no warning. There's no symbol. There's no w- trigger event that we're waiting for. It's at any moment. That's the whole uh, thief of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thief of the night. We'd be prepared. You know, the watchman you know, watching and, and waiting, you know, so that someone's not sneaking in. And so, yeah, it's any moment. Literally, it's uh, we're supposed to be prepared. A lot like they were in the, the Old Testament when... Um, Moses was telling them, you know, that they were to be dressed and ready because they didn't know what time that they were going to be called out, you know, for the, you know, the deliverance from Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Same way with us, we're in the world, just like being in, in Egypt, that we're going to be called out at, at any moment or any time. So we need to be prepared for that. So, so, so with that being said, this podcast is hopefully going to be around for a little while as far as being archived <laughs> or around, floating around somewhere. Maybe somebody's listening to this after uh, the rapture, which would be super cool. Super yeah. cool. So, what if it, it, let's look at it from this standpoint. This is after the rapture. This is somebody's like, what in the world's going on? All these Christians or all these people just disappeared. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions, lots of chaos. Because um, hopefully there's enough of us to make a difference and they're not just like, oh, good, those pesky Christians are gone. <laughs> so, all right. So, this, I guess we kind of look at it from the whole Left Behind series standpoint. Okay, yeah. So let's say... Good book. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a good one to reference. Maybe we can link to that down in the notes. Recommended but, for sure. Yeah. Um, so this is after after um, the rapture of the church. Mm-hmm. What 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 do, th- what do Christians, new Christians now, or what do people living now need to look for? What are, What's okay. the timeline of things? So we're saying that the church has been raptured out, and uh, now there's just people left on the earth. Yeah, what, we'll what start there. The we, can kinda, we can kind yeah. of we can backfill, but let's, let's start there. Yeah, it, w- it would be this that we would look for a world leader to emerge, uh, that there'd be someone who's going to come out with a plan, as what uh, the best from the, our Bible knowledge to understand what the events will be like. That, that there's going to be some world leader who's going to emerge on the world stage and says he has a plan to organize to try to take this chaotic time or something, but he's going to emerge as a world leader and he's going to appear as if he's a savior, as if he is someone who has so all. So is this the, the Antichrist that we talk about? Yes. Okay, is that also the same as the beast that's mentioned? Yes. Now, John <clears throat> mentions in, um, you know, who wrote the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. and uh, John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, uh, he calls him Antichrist in those books, but in the book of Revelation, he uses a specific term where he calls him the beast. And so I these think two are synonymous. They are the same. Yeah, he has uh, several different names. He is, um, you know, 
the, the bad shepherd, the false shepherd. He's, um, wow. Yeah, of course I lose them all. I'm not going to talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's a dragon at some point. He's a dragon. Yeah, he's he's a he's just yeah, bad son of perdition. Is another one. Yeah, he, he has so many different names. Just that, and none of them are good. You can tell. You know, the, the understanding of dark sentences. You know, he has all these different titles that just show he's just a, a deceiver. And, uh, and there have been lots of antichrists in the past, but this one's going to be set apart because he's going to he's going to this is going to be marked by that seven year covenant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's the spirit of Antichrist is with us already, and uh, I would say Hitler would be one. You know, he wasn't mm-hmm. the Antichrist, but he was an Antichrist in be- that. Because Satan it. always has to have somebody ready because he doesn't know when Jesus is returning, right? That's right. That's the thought. You know, he's not omniscient. He doesn't know, and so he always has a candidate, it seems like, But uh, which is What's creepy. the one from Esther? Esther would Haman. Haman, that's Haman. right. Yeah. I was thinking Mordecai. Like, no, Mordecai was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's always a bad guy. There's always someone willing to step up and kill millions to further their cause, thinking it's for them, but it's actually for Satan. But yeah, so there'll be some world leader, and he's going to make some treaty with Israel. We know that um, Israel is back in the nation that they have established again. Uh, We also know that in the Old Testament it says that in the last days that Israel will be a cup of trembling, you know, that... Uh, it'll be a world problem, and, and we see that today. Here, this small nation, smaller than the state of Rhode Island, you know, makes it into the world news all the time. You know that the people are always against them, opposed to them. More in UN resolutions are against them than any other nation. And so there is a cup of trembling. People are fighting over this little patch of ground, and so there's some covenant that is confirmed that seems like it's going to be peaceful because one of the things that this world leader who emerges does is that he promises peace and safety i am coming and i'm bringing peace and safety just follow me you know that uh, probably you know those jerk christians are all gone they were the trouble now things can go right and there's no one fighting against us okay um so when does the i think whenever i think of revelation they think of the mark of the beast i think mm. i think a lot of people think that's the only thing that's in the book of revelation six, six, so six. yeah I guess what are speculations on what the mark of the beast could be? Uh, oh. What is the significance of even having the mark? Yeah, it's a. What are some? Or I guess what are some? Uh, it specifically is a mark of loyalty to the beast, or, um, and like it says, it is something that make where you won't be able to buy or sell without it. You won't be able to exist in this life, and we kind of see, you know, those those shadows cast back now we, we see some of those things coming into place and you know, we think about you know if you don't have a good credit rating you don't have a credit card you know it's hard to uh, to get around <clears throat> and so and we also even see it now you know with the thought police that's in our world today that's like oh if you don't say the things that we want you know we're going to ban you from youtube and facebook and uh, you're not gonna be able to have commerce you know there's people that are denied hotel stays because of their political views and things and so we can see that it is a, a method of control and so but I don't think any of those things are it. Um, I watch those things very closely, but I think it's definitely you're you're declaring a loyalty to the beast. You're declaring him to like to be your god or to be your savior or to be one who's going to rescue you from all your troubles. Uh, there, there's some pledge of allegiance that is done with it, so, and uh, we could talk a lot about what that. So might when be. people take the mark, they are. 100% they know they're defying God and there's no way to yeah. go back. Yeah, and, and to think that, oh, that's shocking. Who would do that? Um, a few years ago, there was a thing on YouTube called the uh, Blasphemy Challenge where mm-hmm. people were to blaspheme the Holy Spirit and I mean, thousands did, you know, hundreds of thousands. Uh, there's a, a hotline out there. It's a satanic hotline. People call in and say their prayers to Satan and you know, make them known verbally. I mean, it is, occultism is on the rise. And so 
Yeah, there's people that'll do it. There's, you know, just to the, the atheists in the world and the satanic church, which is growing rapidly, you know, they're putting these statues on all the courthouse lawns. It's, it's a, it's a thing that's growing. Just watch, mm-hmm. you know, look at your, look at your TV lineups. You know. Go on social media for 10 minutes and you'll <clears throat> see it probably. It, and while all this is going on, there's also a huge spiritual warfare going on in heaven. There's a big battle going on uh, where Satan is cast down onto the earth and then mm-hmm. pouring all of his efforts and energy into the Antichrist. Yeah. Revelation 12 talks about that battle. There's this war in heaven and Satan is cast down because right now it's weird to think about that Satan could be in heaven accusing the brethren. He's called the accusing, accuser of the brethren. He's up there railing accusations against us. You would save him. This guy claims to be yours and look how he's behaving. Uh, but he's cast down. He knows he has but a short time now. He knows that this is his last play. And so, yeah, there is this, there's a spiritual battle. And Revelation is full of that. That's what makes it so different. Uh, during the church age now, it's like the, the church are the agents in the world. They are his agents in work. I'm sure there's still supernatural things going on. We know that for sure. But in the book of Revelation, we have angels that are doing things visibly that people can see. Uh, we have two witnesses who do miraculous things. They can call down fire and uh, they're able to make it quit raining and things. And so that's more like the Old Testament bible because he's dealing in that old testament way he's introducing himself to the world i am god and he is fighting against this uh, souped up pharaoh in, 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 that, in that sense you know mm-hmm. this this battle like moses had with pharaoh all right so we're, we're this far in how long are we thinking i know this is kind of where it this this is the first half this isn't the great tribulation which is <clears throat> yeah. which is what I guess it's labeled as the second half of the seven years. Yeah, so it's seven years is divided up into two three-and-a-half-year sections. The first half is relatively peaceful. Uh, there's a lot of uh, conquering by peace. He's signing treaties that they think that he'll be, uh, the beast will probably be called all the weapons to be given to his control, probably all the nuclear things or whatever. It, it's, it sure seems that way. You know, the, the, you have the four horses of the apocalypse, and the first one is this. Uh, leader on a white horse who comes with peace, you know, in this way, or it seems like peace, you know, a bow with no no arrows kind of thing. But there's also a lot of disease and famine and, and death that comes from it because, let's face it, you know, you put the government in charge of anything, it's never for your good, you know, it's, it's always, uh, I think it's, you know, and the, what the Indians say, it's like, never trust the government, you know, because we run them off their land, we, we undermine them everywhere, so it's a, the same thing when we give it to a global government, which our nation, you know, well, the world's pushing towards now. That's the big battle in New York now, <laughs> the global government versus, you know, nation states. You know, it's like a curse word to say, make our nation great. Um, the Bible's for that, you know, to, to be for your nation in that way. It's against this one world global governance, you know, outside of Jesus Christ. And so uh, that is a battle. But, yeah, it's divided into two sections. And so uh, the first half is relatively peaceful, but it builds up to apparently uh, – uh, the Jews rebuild their temple. Um, we know that this fall they've started some of that groundwork with the dedication of the altar. Which is the third temple that I think people may see if they're mm-hmm. on any type of... Yeah, yeah, because we have Solomon's temple, and then there's the second Herod's temple during Jesus' day that was destroyed in 70 AD. Yeah, so this third temple will be built. Um, and then uh, that's probably part of the covenant, we assume, that there's some kind of a treaty that lets them build, because right now you know, the, the Dome of the Rock is on the Temple Mount. And so there must be some kind of a treaty where they're allowed. Muslim mosque. Yep, where they're allowed to share this space. And so now that they've done that, uh, they've built this temple and they've started their uh, temple sacrifices again, which um, they plan on doing a Passover this year, I believe, uh, in 2019. And so they'll reestablish these things. But uh, the, the the Antichrist or this beast who's made this covenant with the nation of Israel, he walks in and then. 
declares himself to be God. He goes into the holy place and um, probably offers a, a swine. You know, he compares back to the Maccabean thing where he defiles the temple, declares himself yeah. to be God. Abomination, Matter of fact, desolation. Yeah, he sets up an idol in there of himself that it even says it makes it look like he is alive. That would, you know, That's a reference to your AI episode. <laughs> yeah. So that there's some, that's one of the things we're looking for. He's going to make this image that uh, appears to be alive that causes people to worship it and to worship the beast, or they'll be killed, beheaded, is how it says it. So that's the middle point. And it has the fancy biblical word of abomination of desolation. And Jesus uh, called that out to our attention. That is a marker. He says this starts the Great Tribulation. Jesus named the last three and a half years as the Great Tribulation. Where he says, uh, it's horrible. <laughs> he says, woe unto you if you're here for this. Yeah. I think something other people, a lot of people think about whenever they think of Revelation. I, I mean, me growing up, I always just thought of a bunch of really significant numbers. <laughs> so I guess one of the one significant numbers I think of is the 144,000. <laughs> so can you tell us who are these 144,000 and what is their purpose? Uh, yeah, so this probably happens in that first three and a half years, too, that um, <clears throat> uh, we think there's two witnesses who are called out and they become zealous. I, I would think of them as on fire Apostle Pauls uh, who are out preaching. And through that, uh, after the, uh, God's focused his attention on the church for all this time, and the church is called out, now his attention refocuses on the nation of Israel. And so there are 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel who get saved, and they become uh, 144,000 Apostle Pauls, who go around and evangelize the world, preach the gospel about Messiah is going to come, and they actually have a countdown clock. You know, it's not going to be until this time, you know, whoa, you know, and, and they call out the attention. They, they'll let you know. If you hear there's two witnesses or these 144,000 Jewish witnesses are telling you who the beast is, listen to them. That's, that's, that's who it is that they're talking about. <clears throat> so they'll be warning you, this is not him. We'll tell you about the true Messiah. And so they'll be preaching that. And they uh, they're able to escape any of the stuff that the beast brings against them. They are uh, protected. They are sealed in their foreheads by God, it says. And so uh, they are super preachers, kind of, in a sense. Yeah, but they are I'm Jewish. I'm trying to picture like 144,000 Jonathan Cons or something. <laughs> oh, that would be a modern-day reference right there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you want a guy who's fired up and excited about the word. Yeah, listen to Jonathan Cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's a messianic Jew, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I like listening to him a lot um mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess another big thing that a lot of people think about i think there's just a lot of key terms or phrases or numbers like i said that people think of whenever they think of revelation just because maybe they've not been in a church that that likes to study mm-hmm. it or haven't been are just now getting involved um the seals seals and trumpets mm-hmm. um okay yeah it is it's a very I guess maybe one of the reasons why I draw into the book of Revelation is very visual. I think in pictures. I think in comic books. We have some books laying in front of us right now, timelines that I bought all the boys and our family you know, that have illustrations of these things happening. <clears throat> and, and so it, it's told out in a very logical way. And so it, it's in, in Revelation um, 4 and 5, there's a, a, a title deed to the earth, basically. There's a seal, there's a scroll that is sealed up, and it has seven seals, and that's a, like a wax seal that would have been stamped in with a ring or something showing that it is there, and it has the terms and conditions written within and without. So as you unroll it, it yeah. would pop open. then they would break open. And as these seals break, that's the the first portion of the things that happen on the earth, and that's where it was like the four horsemen of the apocalypse or the first seals breaking, and then it continues on in these different steps of earthquakes and, and various things. I don't have my... 
notes right in front of me what all the seals are, but but it's it's a degree, and uh, they're kind of the baby degrees of things that are happening, and they're horrible. You know, there's a lot of horrible things that happen throughout those seals being broken, but then that transfers over to the trumpets. That's right. Yeah, the trumpets then then blast, and then the, as the trumpets blast, you know, those then release other things upon the earth. You know, these other um, uh, plagues that come upon. Uh, the earth and each one is a warning there's usually a time at the end where there's a time of pause because god's desire is not just to pour out wrath on the earth is that he wants men to repent you know he's long suffering and even during this tribulation time there's a time for men to repent and come to him so he allows a time of quiet for people to stop and think and that usually says that they just rail on him and hate him all the more and then that proceeds ultimately to the vials or the bowl judgments where these things are now being poured out on the earth and in a greater um with more greater horrors actually and so it is yeah, a very scary time to be alive i mean christ even said if those days weren't shortened no man would survive okay. um what's the next big significant thing that happens then so we have all of this we have the these seals that are opening these horrible things that are happening we have the great we're in the we're in the throats of it now we're in the great the great tribulation mm-hmm. um is that where the second coming comes in or is there the battle of armageddon first or is does the second coming bring about the Ar- the battle of Armageddon? Yeah, well, we know that um, the Jews run and hide, you know, and Jesus warns that. If you read Matthew 24, he is speaking to his Jewish audience. Because over half of the the Jews will die during... Two-thirds. Two-thirds, that's right, yeah. yeah, yeah it is over half. It is like, yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't true. wrong. I wasn't yeah. wrong. That's true. Okay, two-thirds. <laughs> but I think, yeah, yeah, it's like... I forget my numbers now about the, the World War Two, but yeah, two thirds of the of World the, War Two, uh, one third of one, the Jews okay, died. Yeah. So yeah, so twice, so twice as, as many. Bad. So, yeah, so twice as many. Millions yeah, in, the, that, in World War Two. And we described that as way to make a word for us a Holocaust. Yeah. You know, that we didn't, yeah. So it's twice that. Um, so there's a remnant <clears throat> of them that flees. So it's almost kind of going back to the whole Maccabees kind of. Mm-hmm. Where they refuse, they refuse to, to comply to the beast system. They refuse. They are still rebelling against Jesus Christ. It seems like they don't not acknowledging them, but they run and they hide. And, and God does some miraculous things where He uh, prepares a place for them where they can hide. They have a, a section where there's some people and other nations who don't uh, follow in fall in line with the beast. And so there's a place that the, they are given to hide that. Um, they're protected. The beast can't find him. He's not there. So he turns his wrath on the rest of the world and begins slaying Christians. Uh, Christians die at a tremendous rate during this time. And um, they're protected. And I think during that time, I think God shows himself to them. He probably performs similar miracles to like uh, in the wilderness where he would like water them and, and give them manna or something like that. But he shows himself to it. And then just when it seems like the Antichrist has tracked them down, he's found out, and there's all kinds of battle plans in the book of Revelation, between book of Revelation and Daniel. Uh, we have, like, a lot of the battle plans that the beast will be doing where he's marching, and these there's a, a huge army that comes out of the east uh, that, that, that comes marching in, and they're all being pulled to the uh, Jerusalem or uh, around there, or the valley of, of Megiddo there. And... Um, and just so it seems like that they are going to be wiped out and wiped off the face of the earth. Um, that's when they finally cry out for Christ to save him, and uh, he comes down and rescues them in the nick of time, which is a, a pretty incredible so scene. That's, so that's the second coming. That's That would be the second coming. The rapture is different. Rapture, Jesus' feet never touch the ground. We meet him in the air. The second coming is Christ coming back down to the earth. But it's 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 even has its kind of divided. There's a time where he comes and he fights. He rescues them. Uh, he goes and he goes to Basra and, and does a judgment. And by the time he fights the Battle of Armageddon, he's fought all this. And it even says in uh, Isaiah that you know, he's, his garments are dipped in blood from this battle that he's fought. 
and his feet don't actually touch the ground until he gets to the Mount of Olives, and then he, he comes down and does that, and so it's an, an aerial battle, which is kind of neat to think about. Yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. flying around and, and doing this. But, yeah, because uh, his first coming, he came as a lamb. He came as our sacri- as a sacrifice. The second time, he comes as conquering Lord. Yeah, he is the king of kings that's and lord of lords. That's where battle of Armageddon comes along, and that's where the Antichrist is destroyed. Satan's imprisoned. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, we call it the Battle of Armageddon because it probably happens there where all these armies have come together to try to annihilate the Jews and everyone, and then Christ comes down and does it. So, yep, and they are, like you said, I call it the unholy rapture where the, the, the beast and the false prophet, which is his little helper, he has a religious helper along the way, are cast alive into the lake of fire uh, without dying. And then, uh, yeah, Satan is in prison for a thousand years. He's locked in chains. And uh, then there seems like there's a thousand years of peace. Which gets us into the millennial reign. The millennial reign, yeah. Which I think is something that a lot of people th- hear, but get it confused with heaven. Um, I think... Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I, I think, I guess, maybe we can kind of cl- clear this up to what, yeah. what the millennium is and how it differs from heaven, and I guess what the separation is... Um, with, yeah, the, with that. The, the millennium is an interesting time. It's there's a lot no, spoken we, we, we've about. We've studied it. it at church, and I think everybody's kind of enjoyed it. So maybe we can kind of yeah, it's it's an interesting study. Like I said, the Old Testament speaks about it a lot. Uh, Revelation clearly maps it out for us, and it is a time when Christ comes back, and the promises to the Jews are fulfilled. They finally get that land that they said would be theirs. Messiah does rule and reign on the throne that is there. Uh, they each um, they get their own section of land, and it's divided up. The land is healed, and it brings forth. It's a time when. It's Eden-like um, in that uh, there's no more war. You know, We're probably familiar with the, the Bible verse, you know, that they take the uh, uh, spears and swords and they beat them into plowshares, you know, that kind of things. And then and they t- turn the implements of war into t- farming implements. And uh, I like thinking about it. It says uh, that the um, uh, reapers will overtake the sowers and that the ground gives forth its fruit. You know, it's right there and it's the growing season so fast. And, and it's also neat to think... Um, if the church had been prepared during that seven-year tribulation, you know, they've been in heaven that time. There'd been a judgment on them called the Bema Seat Judgment where they're rewarded. Uh, there's probably battle plans laid out and then occupation, uh, I guess, orders given so that we come down, we help establish the kingdom. He talks about the church being kings and priests um, during the millennial reign, ruling and reigning with him, that we have our hierarchy. And then we go and we subdue the earth for the cause of Christ, which is exciting to think about that. Uh, new frontier because the the earth will be terraformed when Christ comes back down. It begins to shift under his feet. Jerusalem becomes one of the highest points. There's water that comes from the mountain that heals the land. And um, there's cleanup after the war efforts and then uh, the establishing of the nations. And so, yeah, it is a time of peace. Uh, it'd be an interesting time in that that's a time when there's mortals and immortals who live together, you know, because I think the church comes down and visibly has a job. And that yet there's people who survive the tribulation who live and have children uh, who were born during that time? That's yeah, cool. so yeah, let's kind of, I guess, kind of expand on that. This is, I think, that's what I think gets overlooked a lot, like how physical and real everything, yeah, everything is. And I think this kind of helps as a transition for us to realize how feel like real and physical everything is, because, like you said, there are people that are going to survive mm-hmm. the Battle of Armageddon, like there at the end. Um, yeah, so there's yeah. there are gonna be mortals, and then Christ has already come for the second time. So we're gonna be living amongst. We're gonna have not only the already past saints that are coming back down with him, mm-hmm. 
for that final battle. Yeah, David will be resurrected. You know, these Old yeah, Testament so saints will come and live in the of, kingdom. Yeah. All these past Christians that are coming back, mm. living amongst people that maybe aren't, or a good portion of them aren't saved. Yeah. Or, yeah, there's a divide. It's called the sheep goat judgment, where he divides them up, and it's it's not real clear. And you know how all that works. You know, but there's those those that are the the saved remnant. All all Israel saved. We know mm-hmm. that. And there are nations that are there. And there's some nations who refuse to comply. And it talks about him withholding rain for them. And so, it, it's interesting. And in that there are children too that are born. And uh, this is a time when. Like I said, we have those that live through the tribulation. They never die, the ones that are saved through it. And mm-hmm. so they'll live to be over a 1,000 years old, uh, which is like it was before the flood. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the book of Revelation drives you to the rest of the Bible to help you understand and put all this together. But then it talks about um, that children live to be 100 years old. And if they haven't trusted Christ as Savior, then you know that that's kind of their deadline they have until like their 100th birthday that's kind of how some of them have illustrated it uh, to repent and trust in Christ as Savior or they die and people mourn them as if they lost a baby because you know if they would repent and trust in him they would live a thousand years and you would think well why wouldn't you do that and, you know Christ is actually someone you can see on the throne and we can you can talk to Noah and you can <laughs> you can talk to the you can talk to us immortals I think they must be able to see us fly back and forth maybe we can point to our our home in heaven that's not on the earth yet as we come down and work and go back and forth it's kind of that'd be a cool commute I look forward yeah. to flying back <laughs> and forth in that way but it's a you know they have all that but then again I think this is just showing that it's not society that makes people lost it's not your upbringing or where you were, your lack of a dad, or your um, that you had a poor income, that it's our nature, that we are sinful, um, that even in a perfect world, if man has the opportunity to sin, man chooses to sin. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some do repent and trust in him, but we know that there's going to be another battle at the end of the millennial reign that is, uh, has uh, huge numbers <laughs> that are opposing him. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe we skipped over this, or maybe I, yeah, I missed maybe. it. I missed it, but this is also the time that the new Jerusalem has come and built, correct? Or is this? Um, he, he does reestablish the land, but, but it's uh, not the new Jerusalem. It's not the new no. Jerusalem. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 refurbished. How's that? <laughs> okay, refurbished Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, because he comes and he rules and reigns on a throne where you could see him. David is established over and up on the throne as well, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just an interesting point. If you read like um, the Christmas passage, was it Isaiah? In my Bible. Fifty nine. Right. Uh, I'm thinking of the earlier one. Forty two. That is. Keep guessing. Keep guessing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's nine. Oh. That's my guess. Yeah. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name is called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We read that at Christmas. The child is born, a son is given. The government on his shoulder that didn't happen that's future that's Mm -hmm. this that's the millennium where he is ruling and he is the government he's the one that come to for counseling he's the wonderful counselor the mighty god the everlasting father the prince of peace peace verse 7 says and of the increase of his government of peace there shall be no end he establishes this as a king that lasts forever upon the throne of david he rules from jerusalem and upon his kingdom to order it and so it is well established and it is organized god is the god of order not the god of chaos and to establish it with judgment and the justice from henceforth, even forevermore, saith the Lord to perform this. And so it's just a neat verse thinking about him uh, reestablishing the, you know, the kingdom and God um, being the government. You know, we, we've never had that. We've tried. You know, we tried to live in a godly way, and we've tried to have a theocracy, but we but it's always failed because man's faulty. There's another one I was thinking of too. Was another one you said, Beth? Fifty nine. I said fifty nine and forty two. I don't know if those are right or not. 
<laughs> Those are good numbers. Uh, there's another one that talks about, I almost read it like the Star Trek, you know, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Oh, to establish yeah. new, it, it's kind of that way. We are planting flags. We are. Is it 40 pr- maybe? Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to plan not without, I'm getting my phone Bible. I'd it's a big book. I got, I got my phone Bible. If I had my regular Bible, I would yeah. see it. I have a little Starship Enterprise drawn <laughs> by the verse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd use visual clues. I think that whole millennial reign is really interesting, like you said, because we have people, it's we weird. have mortals living amongst mm-hmm. immortals. Uh, we're going around, like you said, it's clean up after, efforts after a massive battle. Yeah, the world. And that yeah. and after seven years of tribulation and everything else. Yeah. Um, a lot of carnage. Yeah. So a thousand years goes by. That seems to be the end of Satan's sentence. Yeah, so he's been bound in chains for this thousand years. And then he's loosed for a little season. And I think that's just the proof, you know, once there's an alternative thing that these kids that are 100 years old, kids, um, they throw in with him. I think the excitement of rebelling, I mean, think of that. We like that. Even yeah. Proverbs talk about, you know, st- stolen water is also sweet, you know, even the Psalms. Um, but um, there's an allure to that, you know, that appeals to our sinful nature. And so they they do. They re- they rebel. They throw in. And it's called the Battle of Gog and Magog. And, um, it's in Revelation 20. Yeah, and it talks about them being like the sands of the sea. I mean, all these kids that are deceived and they throw in to rebel against him and it is not even not even recorded really much as a battle now it says sands and seas that because we we've had a thousand years where everybody lives for so long it's almost yeah. like i guess the pre-flood world the population was i mean probably huge yeah yeah huge because i mean we had people that were able to sire offspring for so long and mm-hmm. everything else and then that living in a a perfect perfect state. world, yeah. yeah. So health, you know, it's not like health care. Almost anything. perfect, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's nice. And then you have, um, so we're here in our glorified bodies, you know. But then you have these that are able to procreate, and that uh, yeah, they live long. You know, think about it. You know, the great physician is there. If you're sick, he could heal you. You mm-hmm. know, if there was sickness, you know. But <laughs> so it doesn't seem like it. You know, maybe as it goes back to an Eden-like state. I mean, things were bigger, better, stronger, faster. Um, they, they talked about, you know, with the atmosphere being different without him. Yeah. You know, if he had a scratch, by the time he ran to the doctor, he'd be healed, you know, because of the double the oxygenation or something like that. But that it, a thousand <laughs> years is a long time. It's a long time, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so We've only been a country for 200 years. So, yeah, I guess if you figure if you had um, the people who survived the tribulation and they had kids, and those kids, say, they repented and trusted Christ, and they, mm-hmm. they were living righteous lives, they were mortal, and so they would be able to have kids. And then their kids would be able to have kids. You know, that you'd have 10 generations of that. You know, mm-hmm. that that would be huge numbers that would have been youthful, you know, when Satan is loosed. And Satan goes right at it, you know. And then there's even verses about that, about them meeting in secret and marking themselves and scratching themselves, you know, to try to speak to him. But just think about it. You know, just the allure of the occult today just draws so many away. You know, mm-hmm. like people like the horror movies, the scary stuff, the mm-hmm. satanic stuff, the dark bands and all that, the metal stuff, you know, to try to have that allure there that uh, after having pristine conditions for all this time to have a chance to do something other yeah the allure to sin for flesh seems irresistible mm-hmm. yeah it's like the time beth and i accidentally went to a witch's coffee shop oh, that was terrifying <laughs> that'd, yeah, be, that'd that be an episode horrible for a different episode on that one yeah. <laughs> that was creepy <laughs> yeah. it was an it was not a little hipster horrible. coffee shop it was so scary anyway the bagel was good though <laughs> coffee was not yeah so it's like coffee you sent uh, me pictures while you were there and i was like run yeah yeah <laughs> um so devil's out we have this battle of gog and magog mm-hmm. um that's kind of where the hammer comes down yeah and then it's the final judgment yeah yeah that would be the what we call it the great 
white judgment throne <clears throat> where um, all the dead who've ever lived had this as their, I guess, the one respite. The only thing they had looked forward to when they were in hell was that they were going to be judged one day. The only thing that would be different than their suffering is they come before him and they are sentenced eternally to the lake of fire. This is a very sad day. Uh, they are judged by their works. A lot of people said, hey, I'll just, I'll, I think my good works outweigh my bad. You know, so they will be judged by their works and they will be found wanting. Um, I think there are degrees in hell. Some hell's hotter than some than the other, but it's still lost state. And that's forever. Uh, it's very sad. <clears throat> and then the world's destroyed. And this isn't like yeah, it's... because heavens and earth are... They're purged. purged they're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah, kind of like, think of Sodom and Gomorrah. I was... Yeah, melts with a fervent heat. You know, that is a... Yeah, what's it sort of the purging process. Yeah, so it, it, it burns up. But then it's like the Bible in reverse, you know. There's a new heaven and a new earth. And that's when the new Jerusalem comes down. So he makes a new heaven, a new earth, where it's not corrupt, it's not been tainted by sin. Uh, think about it. We've only lived in a fallen earth, and think how beautiful that is. I mean, I know you all love to travel. We love to see the nature and to think how beautiful it is, to think what it's like when God has made it all. Um, and then to see this city. I've never seen a city God made. I've only <laughs> seen cities we've made. But I imagine it has a lot of plants involved. <laughs> I think it's like Beth and I, Beth and I always talk about that. Uh, like we're like, and we're just looking at the scars of a flood. Yeah. Like, what was it like before he destroyed it? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. We see we see the carnage and it's beautiful. It's magnificent. And it's all inspiring mm-hmm. with the mountains and the valleys. And, but yeah, what's it like when God's made it to declare His glory? And so we get to see that. And I and I think it's pretty exciting because you know in Revelation it talks about it how John they would watch it and that we're there. And so we get to see God at His best at His creating power where He makes a new heavens and a new earth. He establishes this universe that we're going to exist in, and then He brings down the new Jerusalem, our home where we'll live with Him, where we'll rule and reign with Him forever. And the nations that are there, and it all comes in. It talks about you know, the, the rivers and the flowing water and all the fruit trees. And I've always wondered, can I breathe underwater and I'll swim there? You know, and all the, the different things. I have an appointment with a Sunday school teacher that he made with us in the class. We'll meet under the cherry tree and we'll have a class reunion. I look forward to seeing that teacher there. And so but we have all these things that we'll get to live with him forever on paradise earth as it was supposed to be before the whole Adam and Eve incident. And I think <laughs> the a lot serpent. of people don't think of it as a real physical earth and i think that's kind of what not necessarily turns people off to it but they don't want to float around on a cloud playing a harp all night yeah and so it's a physical place with a physical body and then we didn't really mention it when we talked about the rapture but our bodies are changed we are given a transformed body that is doesn't have death disease or Ray Comfort says dangerous. And so we, we don't have any of the, the plagues. We don't die anymore. We're not sick anymore. We're able to run and we're healthy and we're made, I guess, the optimal you that we were supposed to be made. It's not the fall. It it's not like, out. yeah, it's not, there's no physical imperfections in that way. We are made as the way he's made us to where we could do and perform the task that he's given us. There's no sin to be hindering us. Uh, where he can say do it and we do it right away and we want to and it's just with the power and the strength and the ability that that represents him as we go and do it i just look forward to running and not hating it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess to kind of expand on heaven a little bit and since we made it this far i think we need a little bit a little bit of happy here yeah Yeah. Uh, um what do you think there will be like not new creation in heaven, but do you think there'll be creativity? I mean, I would assume that he oh, would allow... about eternity or, or heaven? Which one? Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, eternity. So, yeah. Do you so think eternity th- is on earth. So let's let's yeah, establish okay. that. Heaven's kind of a temporary yeah, uh, holding yeah, spot sorry. for us. Yeah, just to, just to, just to clarify our yeah, 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 to okay. clarify. Okay, yeah, to clarify. So 
eternity now. Okay. Do you think there'll be not? I'm not talking new creation. Like God's not gonna like, oh, the zebra 2.0. I mean, yeah. I'm talking like, <laughs> do you th- like creativity in us? I mean, oh, he's put oh, yes. creativity in us. Do you think yes. there's going to be people that make cars? Do you yeah. think there's going to be people <laughs> that's, that? That's funny. I mean, that's, that's exactly that's example something I, I was thinking of. Something I think about. I'm like, because I was thinking Carl's gonna have a hot rod shop. Yeah, <laughs> it, is it something that? Yeah, know. no, I think so. I mean, because we are made in his in image. Yeah. He is a cr- creator, and so we make creations because we are made in his image. And so, yes, I think. Imagine you know, we just talked about the millennial reign. You know, that's just a thousand years of you pursuing whatever. How good would you be? You know, we talked about that before the flood. Oh, we haven't talked about it on this show, but personally, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, about how you know we had a they lived long ages back then. How, how good would they be at what they did? So imagine being able to live, especially when you have a mind that remembers, you know, most of my times now trying to remember what I once knew, you know, it's a sieve and it leaks, you know, but to be able to do that and to, uh, yeah, no, I think think we will create, I think we make things, I think we build things. I I look forward to having, you know, me and you and Joel and Adam, you know, blazing a trail, you know, and and Mm -hmm. doing it, you know, having dad there with us too, as Mm -hmm. we go into some forest and, and claim some land for him. Man, that, that that discovery, that that, that creativity, yeah, I think he's going to boast on. I think there'll be song written. You know, Beth will be writing, playing song. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll be doing. I think it'll be that. You know, I think it'll be who we are and what we're doing for him. And I think that'll be awesome. I, you know, we love it when we're discovering something. We love it when we're creating something. We love it as a church. We've made movies. It feels wonderful to be doing that. We're making a movie for the cause of Christ. Man, yeah, it's going to be that. Yeah, you know, they will do that. It might be just glorifying him, and not necessarily a gospel one witnessing him. Or maybe it is. Maybe we make movies and and and, and make write stories about our testimony to glorify him. Here's what God did for me, you know, and we share our testimony. And we read those books, and the things that people love will be there. You know, just because things have been perverted uh, doesn't mean that the good things won't survive. You uh, I think that's awesome. You mentioned something. I guess we're, we're out of the church age now. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're in eternity what does like i don't think we're going to get there and we're obviously not going to forget about him because he's the Mm -hmm. one that saved us so what is that going to look like as far as like what what's fellowship as far as yeah it's not going to be church it's not going to be like yeah it'll it'll be different yeah because church is church and there's temples the temple is there going to be a set worship time is there going to be a set like learning time or it does mention some of that, you know, uh, at least during the millennial reign about, you know, that there's just church on the Sabbath day. And so some people think, oh, it's heaven is church every day. No, it, it just says it'll be on the, on the Sabbath <laughs> no, day. That's why, that's why I bring it up. Uh, but, um, yeah, so there are the set times. And I think you know, there's a time we're with him. So I don't know. I think we'll always be learning, always be teaching. Uh, I think, you know, it's not like we get to heaven and we know everything because God's the only one who's omniscient. Mm-hmm. We will always be learning. And he is the source who is unsearchable in, in his ways past finding out. And so he is a place that we will a well that we'll go to will never run dry so we'll ever be learning that's one of the things that makes heaven exciting for me mm-hmm. it's like you will always be learning and you'll always be discovering forever because he is eternal and uh, it'll never be exhausted and i think that's so, thrilling to think always learning something i think about too is like the bible we always kind of use the acronym basic basic instructions before leaving earth <laughs> what's the new what's the new script we are we What's the new? What's the new script? Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, sometimes I, I that mean, gets. This is just all purely speculation yeah, at this point. But it's just I could speculate. I will, but I think that we will have things to do. That's. I mean, clearly during the morning, you know, we talk and at church. There are jobs that I've listed out that I can find in the scriptures that we'll mm-hmm. have to do, and so, and and then clearly throughout eternity, we'll have those as well. <clears throat> but 
It does make you wonder. <laughs> I know. The one that gets me, it has gates. Hmm. The New Jersey has gates. What's it keeping? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so there's there's something, you know, and, and I know there's just us, but there's, I don't know. I know that what he has in store for us yeah. will be exciting. You know, yeah. but, uh, no, yeah, definitely. The angels haven't been bored. It's not like, what are you going to do with mankind? You know, it's like, <laughs> no, it's turned into this magnificent adventure. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that whatever it is, it'll be, I don't know, thrilling. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> to think what it might be. But I know it won't be boring. And if anybody who says that don't under, doesn't understand who God is, and doesn't no, it just like it, I know. Like everybody sitting at this table uh, has <laughs> has at some point just gotten dizzy thinking about trying to wrap their mind around mm-hmm. what eternity is. And I think it's it's hard because we are we're yeah. confined to our what is it the the four four dimensions, dimensions yeah. that we're in. Is mm-hmm. that right? We're in yeah. four. Right? We're in four. Right? Yeah. There's what? There's uh, time, space. Peace. Those are the only two. Well, I, I, got, <laughs> I got two out of four. Width and height. Are those dimensions? Yeah, because you, you, know, oh, you live in three-dimensional space. Okay, yeah, okay. but then there's also time. You know, So there's the yeah. height, width, breadth, and then time. So we, was we exist in four dimensions was that it way. C.S. Lewis that described time as... So if... Wait, okay. So if there's a piece of paper with a line drawn on it, line is time. Like, check so you have to like, is it checklist? I think so. Yeah, but go ahead. No. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're telling a different one. Maybe, he, maybe he's quoting C.S. Lewis. Maybe. Okay, so, so you have a piece of paper with a line drawn on it, like point mm. A, point B. Point A, point B, that's time. Then God is the piece of paper. That's the way he describes. Uh, maybe that is C.S. Lewis. Time. I don't that know. we are in him. Yeah, that's so, the easiest way my brain can think of. I know it's not. I thought you were talking about Mr. 2D and Mrs. 2D, and then oh no, I, I've tried to. Have you? There's been people that like Mr. they say Mr. they Flat dream in 2D. Whatever. I I have never dreamed in 2D, but I've dreamed in black and white before. Yeah, I've dreamed in black and white. That's I weird. Color. I dream all night, every night. The full like, <laughs> yeah, like y'all don't want to hear about my place. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Beth has weird dreams. Yeah, in my trash can car. Yeah, I remember that dream. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this answered uh, quite a few questions. That's, that's that, a real rough outline. Yeah, real, yeah. Real, rough, real rough outline. But we live happily ever after. I mean, it's kind of the story that's imprinted on our heart. You know, God has told us that we are the little cinder child, you know, who really, you know, if we repent and trust in him, you know, that we are children of the king and we get, dropped, you know, we get adopted in there and we become rulers with him and we live happily ever after. That's kind of a story imprinted on mm-hmm. us that we run to in all of our fairy tales that are there. That is a, a story that calls to us because it's him, the wooing one calling us to himself and so it is true it is real repent and come to him okay. we can have everlasting life yeah i think that's awesome uh, to kind of steal a little bit from are you on friday which i want to talk about we yeah. have we had talk 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 now this is kind of fourth talk um <laughs> is, is there anything that you think we missed in this overview that we need to any definitions or anything beth or dad that you think we need to to mention or highlight on this particular topic i guess if anybody has any questions they can comment or ask and then we can kind of do a follow-up on that but like we said this is very basic there's a there's an ezekiel 38 war and a psalm 83 war that uh, we're not quite sure we think that they're probably pre-rapture and that that's uh, some things that go on with some different nations surrounding israel that god shows himself there's a war specifically like ezekiel 38 i'm thinking of to where God miraculously spares them, where it should there should be no way they survive, but Israel suffers no uh, fatalities, but the enemies massively destroyed to the point where the nation has to start thinking God did this, mm-hmm. and that's kind of maybe one of the precursors that tells us, man, we're close, close, and so 
I know anytime there's scuds launched or missiles launched, I think there were some bombings today over there. To, that um, something in Syria, maybe. That, That's uh, all that. Yeah. But yeah, so there's whenever there's anything going on over there, I'm always like, was it miraculous that something mm-hmm. happened this way? I mean, Israel names their stuff, cool stuff like. Was it like Samson's fist or something like yeah, that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, David sling, and then and, and they have what's the name of their uh, defense? Um, the Iron Shield. No, that's well, that's not as cool. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> no, I think it's David sling. Maybe or Samson's fist or something, Samson's something fist, like I that. I thought that was like one of their weapons. Yeah, they have. A, yeah, I'm, I'll Google it, but I won't be able to find. It. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's something like it's something biblical. Yeah. Um. Also, too, kind of while we're on topic, I thought about it earlier, and I actually remembered it. Um, <laughs> the Bible says it is pointed unto every man once to die, and after this judgment. Yeah. There are two people in the Bible that did not die. Yeah. Um, I know they will. Do you think these two people <laughs> are going to be... You know they will. <laughs> I know they will. I got spoiled. You tipped your hand. Yeah. Um, do you think these two are going to be the ones that are called back as, like, the... Like the first, like the two witnesses of like the hundred forty-four thousand. Do you all think? Right. This, all right, let's, what, let's name them. I guess. Here's what Levi's saying. He's yeah, talking about we have Elijah and Enoch. Uh, Enoch. Enoch yeah. yeah. So no. they didn't taste death, and so uh, Enoch is interesting in that he was taken out before the judgment of the flood. And mm-hmm. We think that that is a very good type of the of the rapture because you mm-hmm. have Elijah, someone, not Elisha. Elisha yeah. got his mantle, which is not his thing about his fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scarf. Ask my Sunday school kids about that because we went over it two weeks ago, so they should know the story. A scarf, yeah, a scarf is a good. It's, one to put, no, yeah. I mean, it's a physical thing, but it's also more like of a like cloak. a <laughs> cloak. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, he he went. So two of them, yeah, did not taste death. That they were they were taken up, and so uh, when we read in the Book of Revelation about the two witnesses, they sure seem like Enoch and Elijah, or some even say maybe Moses too. And so there's uh, they do similar miracles. And so many think that these are the two that come back and then they are killed by the Antichrist. As a matter of fact, when mm-hmm. they are killed, there's a world feast that goes on a world that basically it's Christmas. Uh, they celebrate, they give each other gifts, it says, because these two were dead. And then uh, God resurrects them right in front of them. And I think that's not so happy for them. <laughs> they know that God, who God is and what they've done. Yeah. But yeah, so many speculate that that might be them. And mm-hmm. so maybe they do taste of death. I, I don't like know. That. I like that, that theory. as a theory, but as a, mm-hmm. uh, they would preach with some power. I think. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And plus, too, what else would stick out to Jew than having these two people Enoch come back? Elijah, yeah, yeah. Enoch and Elijah well, come back. We talk about days of Elijah. During, we sing that song. Yeah, and like, like during the Passover dinners, they always like go out and look for Elijah. I look for Elijah's return. Yep. Uh, so yep. Yeah, go to the uh, door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good one, Beth. I'm surprised mm. I remember. You remember that from our, our Seder dinner <laughs> a few yeah. couple years ago. Yeah. Was it Jeremiah I got to do Where that I enjoyed time? all of the food. I think I was the only one at the table that enjoyed <laughs> No. Ugh. Yeah, what was that apple ricey? Yeah, what was it? It was uh, the the fruits. Uh, bitter fruits? Bitter, yeah. No, that's bitter herbs. Bitter, bitter herbs. We had oh, yeah. Those tears of I like those. I enjoy those. Yeah, because we ate them all like a Triscuit or something. I like those. I like the bread, the matzo bread. It was not a Triscuit officially. But it was tasty. It was, it was very interesting, yeah. There's such there's such symbolism in all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I definitely want to do one, especially closer to uh, Passover. I want to do that, like the whole Resurrection oh. Sunday stuff. I definitely want to do all that. You want to do that like an episode where you yeah. go through each piece? That would be pretty cool. I, I think, I, think that's, be I was thinking about that earlier today, too. Ooh, Ooh maybe we can have... Jonathan Kahn on. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Jonathan Kahn, you if you're that. listening to this. Yeah. Uh, have your people contact yeah, us. Yeah. Contact very my people. easy to get a hold of. <laughs> yeah. um, Especially if it's Jonathan Kahn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So where in the Bible, I know all of it as a whole, but where mm-hmm. specifically are people, if people are interested in the book of Revelation or in times, where do you point them? I know Revelation for one, and then mm-hmm. there's Daniel 9, yeah. and then Ezekiel, and where else, where else you got? <clears throat> yeah, Joel, Isaiah, <laughs> yeah. Zechariah. Um, yeah, so we can't just be a New Testament church. We can't just be an Old Testament church. It's the whole Bible. It's the whole thing. Yep. Especially Revelation, like you said earlier, drives you to the rest of the Bible. And exactly. that's the only way you're going to be able to understand it. Yeah, yeah, because it's quoting the Old Testament. It's using the imagery from the Old Testament. So it's making you go back and know your history so that you understand what's going on. That's that's that's. He's very clever. He's more specific. Is it Daniel 9, Ezekiel 38? Um, yeah, Ezekiel 38. Um, Zechariah, Zechariah twelve. Twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one in Isaiah about it's a bunch of Isaiah. Basra, yeah. Uh, yeah. my notes are everywhere, and I can't find them. Yeah, his notes are yeah. everywhere across every Bible, across several <coughs> offices, versus. Oh yeah, literally everywhere. Yeah, but timelines and. Yeah, I have to always illustrate it. I have to. I think visually. The uh, picture yeah. that's going to be the um, thumbnail for this episode is actually part of a timeline that you drew back when i was what like four maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably four years old it's but hanging it's, in our church it's now. hanging up in the back of the church it's one of the several cool and anytime timelines. we have visitors like they're just drawn to it because they're like i've never seen anybody who I just thought lays, about this it just lays it out so well yeah it does um and i think at the bottom has a giant hell and i think that's yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. is this i think, <laughs> I think the, yeah the yellow and orange hell at the bottom yeah draws people and they're like what is this place well, they know right. They know right where we stand whenever they come in. Yeah, they know what they're going to hear. So. I think it's worth noting before we cut off that um, you like to say a lot, Brian, which it's right in Revelation. But if uh, oh man, I lost what I was going to say. That's oh, cool. he like the people who study the Book of Revelation are going to be blessed for studying it. Oh yeah, there's the promise in chapter one. Yeah, but blessed are those anybody who reads it and all those who hear it too. So it's the one book that comes specifically like you're blessed to read the bible anywhere but this is a book that comes with specific blessing thank you very much for mentioning hey, that you'll get blessed just for listening to this that's right yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can thank new revival podcast <laughs> yeah. and also like we were saying earlier if this is like a super cool thing and you're listening to this after the rapture if you can get a hold of one of our bibles they are marked up everywhere so oh also yep. too while we're talking about that uh the seven churches that are mentioned in revelation that mm-hmm. in there in chapter one um one of the which being Smyrna. Smyrna, yeah. We have missionaries that are there now. That's um, right. They got there. Yep. Yay. Brady and Sarah Van Winkle got there what, earlier this week. Uh, into last yeah, week. Yeah. They left here on the 29th. I think they got there on like the 30th or something like yep, that. Yep. I saw we have a download for the podcast from Turkey, which hey, is super that's cool. cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So they're there now. They're getting adjusted. So if everybody's. Yep. Pray for them as they find housing. Pray for them as they find housing and they get in Learn language. how to speak. Car. Yeah. Language school next month. <laughs> They're doing a really good job keeping their social media up to date. It's Truth to Turkey. Mostly yep. their it looks Facebook. Awesome. Um, they're doing a good job on their Instagram, too, but I see a little bit more on Facebook, I okay. think. So. I don't understand I just, I just Facebook. have no Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah it looks awesome. Yeah, they posted there. a picture the other day where they took this elevator up to basically look like the top of the town, and like you see like yeah. the Mediterranean behind it's them. Yeah, cool. it looked warm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. But they are, <laughs> yeah. when we were freezing, it looked They warm. are in Izmir, Turkey, which is biblical Smyrna, Smyrna which is super mm-hmm. cool so that's one of the seven churches mentioned in like i said the beginning of revelation, revelation. yep one of the seven churches yeah also too that's what we're doing follow-up on missionaries um jenny franzi just got back from haiti, haiti. uh we meet up dad's gonna talk to them because we're doing something special with them here uh the next couple of weeks yeah. mm-hmm. um they got back from haiti we're wanting to have them on do a follow-up uh yeah, we had our first uh, um meeting with 
RU recovery mm-hmm. program on Friday. Yep. Really encouraged by that. We had uh, yep. a couple people, people show up. up. It was exciting. Yeah, it was, it was really exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Super excited for that. So hopefully that continues to grow and the word gets out on that. I think it'd be really helpful for people. Um, Lord's Locker in Trafalgar Friday night at seven. Yep, one hundred six East Pearl Street, Trafalgar. Yeah. <laughs> I was giving you the prompt. You give, give me my plug. Yep. We are in the works of getting some more of our missionaries on. Not going to say who yet, but we're working on getting some stuff scheduled too. So. Yep. I'm excited about it. Did he ask me to come there this summer? That guy. Yes, that guy. Uh, not that I know of, but. Yeah, he asked. Did he? he asked Levi to. Yeah, I got a text. Oh, hey, I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But he's working on uh, and and scheduling Ab. church too. So. Yep. Yeah. To come to so church. yeah, that would be that'd be a good that'd we'll be a good you know. exciting one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sitting down and recording with us. We'll go yeah. ahead and wrap her up. Thanks again for listening to the New Revival Podcast. Be sure to check us out on social media at New Revival Podcast. Thanks for listening.